Welcome to episode 30. Dallas and Ryan are getting down and dirty. That's totally what I was going to say. <gasps> yes! We're psychic. <laughs> High five. High five. You're listening to Midwest Vegan Radio. We're sharing all our secrets. <laughs> We're sharing all of our secrets just for you special listeners. With your hosts, Dallas. That sounds so good. And Ryan. Pass the noosh. We're back. So we are. I'm Ryan. And I'm Dallas. Elliot's over there. Hello. Snoring in the house. She's they, just, they she's, can't hear you raise the roof. She's yeah. raising the roof. She's, <laughs> she's unmiked. Raise the roof! <laughs> Very good. She's making really interesting roof-raising gestures. And um, today we have a... Today on Midwest Vegan Radio. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest. All of our guests are special. They're all special. What if Gary's um, not that special? Well, let's just come up with a different adjective. How about um, we have an awesome guest. Okay, I like it. Okay. I'll roll with it. Good. And um, he, his, well, how do you want to introduce him? I want to say that Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale wouldn't exist without him. True. Not in the capacity that it currently is. Right. Someone else, I guess, could have come up with it eventually at some point, but it would not exist. And me... um, Making frosting sandwiches for Midwest or for the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale wouldn't exist without Gary. Yes. So we're talking about Gary Lowenthal. We're not talking. Did I say ab- that right? We're not just talking about him. We're talking to him. Currently, right we're now talking, we're about, talking him, about him. But we have him with us. Oh my gosh, this is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been a while since we've recorded, guys. We haven't kind of gotten into the flow of things yet, but we're not that smart. It'll- so let's say hi to Gary. Hi, Gary. Hi. <laughs> how how are you enjoying our show so far? I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's awesome. <laughs> are you are you impressed with our banter at this yeah, point? Really. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. So, um I guess in case it wasn't clear through all of that really convoluted banter, um Gary is the founder of inventor of the concept man behind the I world. Like all of those. Yes. <laughs> we'll pick any one of those this one. Uh, behind Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale. Is it it's the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale or just Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale? I think since it's the only one, we can say it's the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale. Yeah. It's interesting because it is the only one except that there are many, many parts to it. And it spans, like, what, 10 days or something? Well, the official time period is nine days, a Saturday through the Sunday of the next weekend. But we're pretty lenient about when people have their bake sales because we realize that some groups just can't do it then. So what usually happens the four years that we've had it is that about 90% of the participating groups end up having it during that quote-unquote official time and 10% fall outside. So they kind of extend the love before and after, but the other 90% are all having their bake sales at this pretty intense period. So they get the benefit of this kind of camaraderie and the the press and the media uh, kind of like all these things happening at once. So we kind of get the best world, best of both worlds with the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale and so do the participants, this combination of the official week and the leniency if you can't make it that week. (laughs) 
we're, we're still going to let you have a bake sale. Even if you can't make it in time, it's okay. <laughs> you can still have one. So how did you come up with this idea? Well, um, shortly after our grassroots group, Compassion for Animals, was formed in late 2008, we got together for our first meeting, and we were thinking of things to do. And someone said, how about a vegan bake sale? And I love the idea um, because bake sales are this tradition that's very positively viewed by everybody, at Mm -hmm. least in this neck of the woods. And food is usually a good outreach uh, technique, and it sounded like it would be fun. But I didn't really know anything about bake sales other than buying stuff at them. So I went online (laughs) to do some research, and I came across the Great American Bake Sale, which is, in a way, it's the precursor to this. Um, And it's a bake sale just in the U.S., maybe North America, uh, with a specific uh, charity uh, in mind, uh, and it's sponsored by two sugar companies, for what that's worth. And I just got up and looked out the window and thought, what about a vegan version? And uh, I talked it over with my colleagues, and we decided, well, why limit it to the U.S.? And also, like 10 seconds after I thought about this, I figured the only way we could really do it is to let participants choose their own charities because whatever we chose, someone wouldn't like it. And I also didn't think, didn't want to be sort of the the middle person dispersing funds. Sure. Mm -hmm. Where's your group based out of? We're in Northern Virginia, outside okay. D.C. Awesome. And um, do you have a website for that group? Yes, it's uh, CompassionNumber4Animals.org. Great. Um, so we'll we'll have that on the show notes on the blog so that people can connect with you if they want. And I think we'll get into that a little bit. But I think we just, we just have a lot of questions for you. So what I want to know is how many interviews have you done about this? Um, probably about a dozen, maybe 15. Some, at one point, the first year, uh, I did a handful of interviews with a great guy named Louis B. Free, um, who has a radio show on regular radio, uh, in Youngstown, Ohio. Shout out to Louis. And he's also (laughs) has companion rabbits. We have a companion rabbit. And he had me on the show the first year, um, probably four or five times. Oh wow! And was you were also on CNN? No, no, no. Um, CNN dot com, not the actual CNN. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, t- television network covered the worldwide vegan bake sale uh, twice. Um, That's still I was on Supreme Master TV, but that has a smaller audience. You were well, on- actually, I'm not sure. It may have a bigger audience, but it's not as well known as CNN.com. What was that one called? Supreme Master TV. Oh, is, yes. Um, yes, the Supreme They're associated Master. with the Loving Hut restaurant. Yep. Yeah. And yes, we were one familiar. moved in about a mile from our house last year, so they did an uh, interview with me, and it it was weird going in where they have the station seeing me on it as I'm eating. (laughs) It's weird. Um, Okay, so you said that you didn't really have any experience with bake sales other than buying things at them. 
Do you do much baking of your own? Um, I do more now. <laughs> uh, at the time, um, I didn't do too much. I enjoyed it, but it was sort of like science and cooking chili was more like an art. Um, but once we decided to undertake this project, I thought I should bake a little bit more. Well, first of all, so the stuff I sold would be good. <laughs> and also I figured people might ask me questions about baking, thinking that I knew about it, so I should know a little bit about it. And I still don't think I'm a really a good baker, but the upside of that is if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yes. Do you, Would you like to know what I make for a Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale? Absolutely. <gasps> I make frosting sandwiches. So white bread, frosting, cut them up into little petite fours. And um, the consensus is why make cake when you can put frosting on bread? <laughs> I, I don't. I love, well, you know, I love um, simple things like that because a lot of times, you know, people are short on time and mm -hmm. baking, if yeah. you haven't done it much, can seem intimidating. And when you put it that way, here's something that's great. It's down home. And I'll bet people love it. They do love it. They're they're very nobody wants to try it at first, and everyone scoffs at me. And then, of course, I get the last laugh because everyone loves it. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually don't sell those. I just provide them for people to snack on while they're shopping. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not true. really. It's a frosting sandwich. Let's let's be reasonable. <laughs> That's like a two bite frosting sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. I know that the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale has grown over the years. Can you tell us a little bit about how it's grown? Um, sure. Well, the first year uh, we had, I was hoping that we would have a dozen participants. I would have been elated if we had had that many. Um, we got about 85 to 90, so I was overjoyed and also, also overwhelmed Wow! because we weren't prepared to handle that many. Um, and it's grown at a steady clip since then. Um, we had, uh, I think, um, 160 bake sales last year. And we're about, we're tracking a little bit ahead of that this year. Although this year, I feel like in a way we're ahead of last year in terms of the numbers for a couple of reasons. One is, for the first time in three years, no big CNN.com story. Um, we haven't done any promotions with cookbooks or anything, uh, partly because everyone's been so busy, including me. And last year, we probably got about a dozen bake sales that were done by groups strictly or almost strictly in response to the disasters in Japan. Mm -hmm. And it was great that the vegan community responded so quickly uh, and so enthusiastically to raise funds for that. And it happened close enough to the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale. So I said, why don't you just make it part of the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale and we'll help promote you. And, and, and they said, great. So we probably got a dozen that way. So I'm glad there haven't been any big disasters like that this year. Um, yet. <laughs> yet, right. Um, but on the other hand, the fact that we're doing as well as last year in terms of participation without all these other factors that help boost the numbers is uh, is great that's awesome yeah well so 
If people want um, to find out if a sale is happening in their town or not, how do they find that out or how do they put one together if there isn't one? Well, this is a great time to bring up the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale website, Mm -hmm. which is veganbakesale.org. And right on the main menu, um, there's a schedule of where the bake sales are. Uh, The first half of that page is by location, and the second half is by date. So you can check to see, you can check on that page. And it's updated almost every day because from here on out, we usually get at least one sign up every day. Um, And also from that uh, website, you can also go to the Facebook page and the Twitter page and you can kind of find out that way. But the best way to find out is just to look at the, uh, the schedule on the website. Awesome. We, I think we actually um, plugged this right around this time last year, so the episode yeah. that was around this time last year. Do you know how offhand how many countries you have this year? No, but um, I last year I think we had uh, about 25 to 30 countries, and it looks like we're going to get at least that many this year. We have some new countries this year. By the way, the last three years, including this year, we've had uh, all six continents, you know, populated continents participating. That's insane. We're looking at your website right now, and I'm like, Nigeria, Croatia. That's insane. South Korea. It's awesome. It it, it is awesome. Um, You know, I've thought about the uh how great it is to have these bake sales in countries that most people probably don't associate with bake sales you know just freely associating but when you think about it why not have a bake sale in croatia or south africa um you can be anywhere in the world practically uh and get some people to bake some desserts and sell them at a table yeah yeah it's, it's just kind of neat to know that, like, there are vegans in Nigeria, so many so, that they have enough people to put together a vegan bake sale. Although this it doesn't act- take, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take that many people to put one together. Well, no, but that there's enough demand for it that, they're even, that they even have one. I mean, that's, I mean, it is awesome. You wouldn't exactly have a vegan bake sale with three people if you only had three people there to bake and buy. You Probably could. be terribly... Well... Successful. You could. <laughs> we could. This is, actually, this is actually the second year that we've had um, an event in Nigeria as part of the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale. That's way cool. That's so neat. We haven't had. Uh, we haven't got Antarctica on board yet, but no. <laughs> last year <laughs> the penguins uh, aren't baking. Well, there are some people down there, scientists. <laughs> oh, and scientists! So they're probably good with you know, formulas and so forth. And um, we did have uh, someone last year who was interested, but because they were down there doing research, but by the time the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale came around, they were back, you know, off Antarctica. Oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. Maybe they could uh, sell to the Sea sea Shepherd crew if they came by. (laughs) That would be great. And they could also bake, and when they're in port, Yes, that's they true. They drop off the baked goods. Cause, well, you know, um, we actually have had some participation, I think it was two years ago, by one of the uh, Sea Shepherd uh, chefs. Uh, they helped out with the New York 
bake sale of awesome. they could do one so cool. in the ocean. They could have a worldwide bake vegan sale. ocean bake sale. That would be cool. I've also thought about the space shuttle. The space uh, shuttle. <laughs> of course you have, Gary. <laughs> of course you have. To get it beyond worldwide. Yes. <laughs> Intergalactic bake sale. <sighs> that, that could be how you know. Uh, you know, everyone's got stories about. Well, you know, if the aliens arrive, how would we greet them? And I think with a you know cupcake piled high with vegan buttercream frosting would be as good as anything. Yeah, I think you're right. I think so. So they the might web- the same thing on their ship. So your website, um, you can confirm this. Um, the website explains if you want to do a vegan bake sale, how you do that. Yes, I think okay. uh, we probably by now have more bake sale tips than any place on the web, um, period. And, of course, we have a lot of tips that are specific to vegan bake sales. And, again, on the main menu, just click on bake sale tips. And we've got about 100 of our own and a bunch of links to you know other pages that have bake sale tips, including one that uh, – Issa Chandra Moskowitz wrote a couple of years ago um, how to get a bake sale together quickly. Well, it looks like um, this is also a really great place to go for recipes, for links to places with recipes, too. Yeah, we've got um, links to... There's so many recipes out on the Internet. It's crazy. But just from uh, the page where we've got the recipe links, we've got... If you just click on those, that's over a thousand right there, and we go right to the baking and dessert part of a lot of popular recipe sites. Cool. Um, also, got another page that has some cookbooks that have uh, a lot of vegan baking recipes, but we're kind of behind on that because so many cookbooks cookbooks are coming out every week. Oh my god, they come out so fast. There's no way to keep up with that. Yeah. Which is a really fun problem to have, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. The burning question left in my mind, and I have an answer to this question for me. What I want to know is what has been your hands-down absolute favorite thing that you've ever bought from a bake sale? Hmm, I've never gotten that question. I think, um, to, to be honest with you, the one time I went to a, uh, a bake sale, this is before I'd ever thought of the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale, before we had Compassion for Animals, and it was at a... Uh, in the parking lot of a grocery store by me and I have a habit like maybe many vegans do of saying hey do you have anything vegan (laughs) and they Mm -hmm. said everything was vegan one of everything there was about half a dozen things they were selling and that's probably the most favorite thing that I've ever bought at a bake sale because it was so cool wow that's awesome well my personal favorite was the Thin Mints that's great. Vegan Thin Mints. Who made them? Jessica. Oh. Who was on episode three. Yes. Okay. She made Vegan Thin Mints last year. I think I have to buy fewer things because I can't remember all the things I buy. They kind of all get mushed together in my mind. I mean, cupcakes are always <laughs> delicious. Maybe They're if I'm more good. selective, I will have better memory of them. But I just tend to go and stock up big yeah. time, big time. But for me, it was, it, it was kind of one of those novelty things. I mean, I can have cupcakes and muffins whenever I want. I can have donuts. I can get those pretty easily. I can have cake, but and even cookies. But Thin Mints, you know, haven't really been able to have a whole lot of those or any. Um, 
And so I just, it was so neat to be able to, that someone made those. Because I'm not, I'm not a good baker, hence frosting sandwiches. So. Well. Yeah. It was, it was very novel for me to have those. Yes. What about you, one of the One of the things that stands out in terms of what I've sold uh, a couple of, a couple of years ago, um, I just put the finishing touches on, it was probably a, I think it was a cheesecake. And uh, I set it down on the table and was unwrapping it, and someone said, I'll buy the whole thing. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yep. Sometimes yeah. it happens. I get the most joy, though, I think, from hearing about everybody else's bake sales. And they range from huge around-the-city block affairs to lemonade stands with vegan cookies on their front porch. Aww. Aww. That sounds oh, gosh. so cute. I do try to make an make an effort to stop and get lemonade from kids who do that, you know, I, if I have change. I should put some in my car so that I have enough. But if I saw kids with, like, vegan cookies, I think I would want to buy them out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not really, but I, I don't know. It would That would just make my heart explode. I understand. Yes. It'd <laughs> be pretty awesome. Someday, yeah. we are getting closer and closer every day. We are. That's going to happen. There and, have been a lot of bake sales in um, smaller towns, and that that's great to, to, to hear and great to know about. And they've done well, too. Well, and you know, there actually is a chance of that. Our our next guest on the on the show after the show after your show launches, the following episode, we've got um, a friend and his daughter are coming on the show, and she's what four. four. So there is a chance that we could be finding vegan cookies for sale at a lemonade stand very soon. It could happen. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll drop a, a word in her ear for. If she has any kind of entrepreneurial spirit, <laughs> as a four-year-old, that up. You know, I'm thinking uh, after this podcast, um, the interview, not when it airs, uh, I'm going to probably put this idea out as a tweet and uh, Facebook status. Um, <laughs> if you want a simple bake sale, this is one of the easiest ways to do it: is right on the front porch or on the corner, and have a lemonade stand. Yep. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yes, for You real. don't need to wait on our episode launching for that to happen. No, go for it. Put it out there. Actually, um, since this is Midwest Vegan Radio, uh, Marla Rose, who you might know as... In Chicago? Uh, Chicago, yeah, and Chicago Vegan Mania. Uh, she and her son, now that I think of it, uh, they did that um, this summer. They uh, sold lemonade and vegan cookies. That's very cool. Do you have any other questions? I don't think I do. I no? no. Elliot? I'm good. You know everything you need to know about the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale now? I do. Okay. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. We really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. And I meant to thank you for being not only great boosters of the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale, but awesome participants every year also. That really... Nothing helps the Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale as much as having a bake sale that's part of it. Oh, yeah. Well, that that would be the Animal Rights Coalition, which mm-hmm. is uh, the group that Ryan and I do a lot of things for, and we we never miss it. No, we don't. Never, ever. So, yeah. Oh, we are- you know, I wanted to ask, I did want to come up with, or I did have one other question. Um, 
Why did you pick that that date, that time frame? Why did you pick April? Well, the first year we picked um, June, which ended up being a mistake um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is that all the campus groups were out of school, and the other one is that uh, frosting melts in June. Uh, so um, we decided after we realized that we made that mistake that we should have it during the school year, and it also in uh, late April, early May, that is also during the school year in the Southern Hemisphere. And we wanted it to be far enough along in the year so that any groups would have solidified by then, but we didn't want to get it too close to finals or too close to, to winter. And every single week, there's something that you conflict with, which is another reason we're lenient on the dates. And we kind of compromised on late April, early May, depending on where the Saturdays and Sundays lay out. And it's worked out pretty well. Good. I like it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, again, thank you. <laughs> for the second Thanks. time, I'm not going to come up with another one. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot well, for yeah, having me. And uh, this will be dropping just very, very, very timely for your Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale uh, window. Yes, period. it'll be perfect. So. Awesome. If I'm if Thanks. I'm ever in Minneapolis, I I look forward to some frosting sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be too upset if you did that on your own. I wouldn't consider it like stealing my idea or anything. If her, you just wanted to try her that recipe, per se. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, this That's, is this is frosting out of the can. Like I don't even make this frosting. No, it's this is, it's white bread and store bought frosting. Maya, it's that easy. My husband has had an idea for a long time to make the vegan bachelor cookbook, and great um, that would be that would qualify. I better also, get credit I, for that. <laughs> I also um, I'm on the board for support vegans in the prison system, and we've thought about doing um, like a res- uh, cookbook that uh, prisoners could put together meals, and you know based on what you could right. get in commissary, that would probably make that one too. Mm. Right. So, yeah. Well, let me just let me just say. Uh, and, and then I'll, I'll leave, really. Um, if you haven't baked before and you're interested in participating in one of these things, um, you can, you'll can you easily find people who bake. You can also usually get local businesses to participate. And even if they don't usually bake vegan, they'll figure it out very easily because if you can bake, you can bake vegan. And if you want to try something, cookies tend to be easy and, and muffins tend to be easy because mm-hmm. there's no frosting on there and you can even make a cupcake recipe without the frosting and if you call it a muffin it'll sell better yeah <laughs> a chocolate muffin <laughs> okay awesome thank All you right. thanks gary take thank care you. bye-bye bye bye product review product review we're gonna do a product review All right, so it's time for our product review. Yay, product review. We actually have a, a guest during our product review, which is kind of unusual, but we think it'll be awesome. Because um, she we, does know, she does bake. She will debunk <laughs> what I'm saying, but what I say is, why make cake when you can put frosting on a sandwich? Well, again... <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Although, I know Ryan well, and she will eat cake with frosting. I will. I'll, I'll eat cake If someone else bakes it. So our product review is um, a whole bunch of stuff actually um, from Cats Hotcakes. Is that the is that your website? Or it sounds like you've got a couple yeah. or Cats yeah. Bakery. 
No, catshotkicks.com. Okay. Is, is our what, online store. Okay. And so you have, do you have a physical space or is everything and, online? And you are cat. You I'm are cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't I, introduce her, so you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the intro. Yeah. Dude. Well, if you've listened <laughs> to. sandwich. Here's if, cat. <laughs> if you've listened to any of our other shows and with interviews, you'd know that this is the format. We are, yeah, we're always like, unprepared <laughs> and we rarely let our guests speak and <laughs> we just kind of awkwardly move into things. And people yep. love it. They do. <laughs> they can't get enough. So. Um, we do have a physical location, yes. We we share a bakery with a regular bakery. It's in Bridgman, Michigan. So if you're ever vacationing on um, Lake Michigan, come see us. Awesome. Yeah. So you have like a normal store with store hours and stuff for sale? Yeah. Yep. It's open until like 6 a.m. to noon pretty much every day except okay. for some. But <laughs> your, your primary focus is what online sales and getting your product into physical locations like whole foods um our primary our primary focus is uh selling our baked goods to health food stores coffee shops diners things like that so we work with um over a dozen locations in southwestern michigan and northern indiana primarily and and so your your kind of um niche i guess would be that you make healthy treats so yeah so yes. they're a little bit better for you, or maybe a lot, but in some of the cases. But let's let's be honest; they are treats. They are treats. Yes, they are treats. Uh, my my philosophy is that everybody's gonna eat something like cake or frosting sandwich. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we might as well make it as healthy as possible. So we use like carob instead of cocoa because it's caffeine free. We use all natural sugars. We use. Things like maple syrup and molasses and agave nectar to sweeten, and we use mm-hmm. whole wheat flour, and you know, just we try and really use like fresh fruits. We make everything from scratch, so um, yeah, that's that's the main focus is to use like real, natural, healthy ingredients and try to make it disguise it as a dessert. You know, well, and disguise <laughs> it, you did. I think um, you probably scared people when you said the c word, carob. Um, but Dallas and I had the opportunity to try a whole slew of your treats and everything that we had was just sick. It was so good. It was sick. It was so <laughs> good. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it was I dope. Know, yeah, it was, I know. Yeah, I just, I haven't heard that in it forever. Was Ill. It was, it was, it, it was, didn't make me it sick. Ill. It was sick. It was, oh my gosh. Um, well, yeah, it was incredible. Everything we had. Well, I really liked, I especially liked the carrot cake. I will say, That's really and maybe because carrots. I mean, I don't know. Maybe because you expect carrot cake to, like, it's got a vegetable in it. You know that up front, right? So <laughs> you know what you're getting into. But I mean, I don't know. I just I thought that that was really good. And ours. Um, so if you guys order online, because I'm always a little bit dubious of, you know, when you're shipping baked goods someplace, yeah. um, how that's going to. I don't know, end up once it's there. Cause usually you think baked and it's like fresh baked. Right. right? right, right. Um, but the carrot cake kept the moisture really well. And I thought I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I, I actually want to um, speak to how well you ship that. And I don't know. I assume that what you sent us was kind of a sample size of things, Yeah, but well, um, no, those are all the standard sizes actually. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I just wanted to, to mention that I had ordered a couple years ago from a bakery in Las Vegas. I'd ordered some um, vegan, stuff from a bakery that we had physically been to and then I wanted to get some at home and it was a I don't know what the problem was but the way that they shipped it everything was broken and fell apart and everything you sent us and you sent us a whole bunch of different things everything was perfect and intact and you didn't 
sometimes when we get products that we're sampling, people send them in like these gargantuan boxes that, <laughs> with styrofoam. And I'm just like, what the heck? Like you're a vegan company. Um, but yeah. like your shipping was really good. There wasn't, it wasn't excessive. And you know, a lot of products that I felt bad about getting the samples mm-hmm. um, afterwards and everything was intact and your packaging was so cute. Oh, thanks. And, um, yeah, we work hard on that. I mean, I think, you know, I want it to look, I don't, I try to make it so that it's appealing. It looks appealing to the average person, not just vegans, because again, it's like, I don't want to act like I'm trying to deceive people, but I would do want to trick people into eating vegan food. And mm-hmm. so I think making the package look sexy is, you know, a good way to do that. So. Yeah. I like the little ribbons. Yeah, yeah. So we we want to get people to eat, you know, vegan food and not really know. So right. we want to make it look good. And we do keep the portion size small. What we sent you was, like, the standard size. Okay. Because I think that, you know, people, Americans eat too much. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, a treat should be a little treat. It should Exactly. Be. I mean, for me, I want to eat, like, a bite of something. I don't need a whole piece of cake. So that's why right. I decided to make it small. So... That's good. I'm, I'm glad everything came to you because I had a serious, I had a very similar situation with something I ordered from a vegan bakery as to your Las Vegas thing. So mm-hmm. getting it there, you know, intact is definitely. It's important. important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you remember what you, you sent us so many things and I'm trying to think well, of like what my favorite was, but I can't even. My favorite was the carrot cake. And I also really liked the lentil Dip. Yes, the lentil dip and the pita yeah. chips. And the pita chips. Um, and for the record, I generally hate pita chips. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Like, what a... No, again, Kat, I liked yours. Thanks. But seriously... What's not to like? What a pointless food. I mean, in general, like, out of a bag? It's I don't know. Dip. I mean, it's like, you're taking bread and you're drying it and you're, like, frying it and drying it out. Well, see, you we know? bake them. That's why it's probably better. Well, you you bake them? Okay, yeah, so that's no, good. No. I don't know. I've had, a, like, cinnamon pita chips, and Ew. or maybe I'm just not eating it with the right thing or something, but I just, <laughs> every time I see pita chips, I'm like, God, who thought of this? And why? Why would you do this to perfectly good pita bread <laughs> that needs, like, tahini and falafel and all sorts of fatty things on it? You're so but, funny. But... but it's, I, it's like a cracker. I don't know. I love crackers, though. Well, maybe that's maybe that's part of the you issue. A, you have the wrong perspective on chips and pita chips, I think. Well, maybe they should call them pita crackers, and then I wouldn't. Because <laughs> chips? I don't know. I don't. It's like they're too thick. You're so weird. I'm so weird. I don't like kettle chips. <laughs> oh, I like those. Either. Ew, me either. They're, they're like too crunchy. Chips. I don't like them. But um, anyway, so I really liked yours, and I liked the lentil stuff a lot. I, so I not everything felt, you have is sweet. No. Do you have other savory stuff, too? We do. We make um, the lentil dip, as you guys know. We mm-hmm. also make a black bean dip. Okay. Um, in the summertime, we use, like, local produce and stuff to make this quinoa and corn salad that's that's spicy Great. as well. So we do some seasonal things with local, you know, some of our friends that are local farmers. Is it a lentil curry dip? It's like a, almost like a hummus, but with no tahini. It's the lentil. There's cumin and lemon juice and yeah. garlic. Well, she garlic. can't share all of her secrets. Well, I'm not asking. I'm just saying there was yeah. something about it. Um, but I, I had it right before I went to uh, martial arts class, and I was like, oh, maybe I should have 
not <laughs> had this right before I'm going to be all up in someone's face for 90 minutes. I yeah. ate my... But it was really good. <laughs> I ate my half of everything all, like, walking out the door. <laughs> I ate every... Except the banana bread, because I wanted to um, throw some earth balance on the banana bread. Yeah, yeah. I did that, too. I oh, and close. I... I think I would have liked it a little bit better if I had... Yeah, I, I, think I was thinking banana, that's what it would be good. But banana awesome. bread always needs to be warmed up, and it needs to have some earth yeah. balance on it. Oh, you're making yeah. me hungry. Well, I've been um, feeding you all night. I know. <laughs> um, I like to eat, just not pita chips usually. So, well, I didn't even offer you pita chips. I gave you risotto. I gave you I bonbons. That's I gave fine. you like every, I gave you homeless Jewish orange juice. No, that's not. Oh, for Pete's sake. Um, oh, the cake was actually. What was the cake called? The that came chocolate in that- one, or that not chocolate, the carob, carob. nature's chocolate. Carob. Lick the plate, it's carob cake. Lick the plate? Is that, yeah. Yeah, because when I was trying to figure out what to name it, I had a couple girlfriends over, and we had, you know, wine and then dessert, duh. And my uh-huh. one friend goes, I don't know, all I know is I just want to lick the plate, so that's what I decided to call it. You know what was really funny? My husband is um very weird about flavors, and I... Didn't think that he would like it, so I I cut it in half and I gave half of it to Dallas, and I ate a whole bunch of it, and I was like, "It's really good." There's, but it doesn't taste exactly like chocolate. No, yeah, and, no, um, and so I thought he was gonna like. My husband is one of the like three people on the planet that doesn't like Daya because he's a crazy he's person. A crazy person. <laughs> um, but he's weird about flavors, and so, um, I I was like, well try this and if you if you like it then you can have it and if you don't then I'll just eat the rest of it because I think it's amazing and he's like no that's really good and he loved it and I was like what that's not fair because I wanted to eat the rest but well does he like dark chocolate I think if you like dark chocolate and I I actually hate dark chocolate oh really yeah she doesn't (laughs) like it at all I don't like it at all and my husband doesn't eat a lot of chocolate so maybe that's why he liked it I don't know I think it tastes like a dark chocolate hazelnut date Thing. So I think that's a killer endorsement. Yeah, really. <laughs> Adam's Adam ate it. Good. <laughs> um, it's like that Wheaties commercial. He yeah. likes it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the I really liked the glaze on it. Yes. Or whatever that was. It's just a carob ganache. I could have eaten that on. Oh, its own. it's just a ganache. Oh, that's all. It's just yeah, really. That's like. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, no big deal. I take pictures of every single thing that I ever make at home to consume, and I put it on Facebook because it is an event. Yeah. (laughs) It's an event that needs to be documented. People need, people gotta know. (laughs) There is proof. I made, I put things in a blender and I made a smoothie and here is proof. (laughs) I did this. Wait, are you making fun of me? Because I do that. No! (laughs) No, like you, you invent things. I'm just, I follow a recipe and I don't know. I just, so why did you, I want to know why you decided to do that. What? Why did you decide to start a bakery? Like, where did that come from? Um, cause there's nothing good out there. I mean, it's, it's really hard to find a good vegan snack, A, and mm-hmm. B, like a vegan baked good when you're running around. I was in the real estate business before this for seven years, and I was always on the go, and I'd run into a coffee shop, and I'd want a coffee, and like, I'd always get those sun cakes, you know, or um, a couple oh, other... Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the sun cakes that are yeah. so yeah. dense that it's yeah. like, I don't know, it're like they're, they're little discs like hockey pucks, yeah, <laughs> and they kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's like... They sit in your stomach like a rock. 
So I decided that if you know everyone though. was always saying how good my stuff was, and I just I wanted to bring vegan snack foods to the masses. I wanted to show people that just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's dry and right. you know boring. It's the opposite. It's like really flavorful, and it can be very moist and delicious. You just have to add more bananas, you know. You just <laughs> so was it um, was it very difficult? Like how long was the process of getting this going? Um, well, it's still, uh, you know, it's still getting going. I mean, I've been in business for less than a year, so it's not, you know, it's still growing and and getting off the ground. I mean, it's not always easy. That's for sure. Um, I'm in a small area, but I have a lot of vegetarians around here, so that's good. And, um, I don't know, it's been a, it's been a process. I mean, getting it off the ground and I, you know, it took me years to develop those recipes. Those were things I've been working on forever, so... I don't know how long it's taken. My whole life, I guess, to get to it. <laughs> In some I mean, way. it's a journey. It's like all these things happen, and, you know, I've known for years I wanted to do some kind of a snack food company, and I've been working on recipes forever. So putting it all together, you know, from the time I quit my job to the time I launched Cat's Hot Cakes was probably like six months, but the whole process has been, you know, years in the making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just, you got a space, you found some people to do it with you, and... Well, I started at my house. I started just last winter. I started in my house. I was just like catering parties for my mom's friends, basically. Oh, neat. And now I have a bakery and I have a staff. And I mean, I share the bakery with, like I said, a regular bakery. But, um, you know, I found some really good people. One of my best friends just happened to, you know, be moving back to Michigan and needed a job. And she's an amazing cook. And so. Awesome. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool, because we've got a couple friends that are amazing out here, too, and baking, and, you know, they have, even our intern, or our our networking administrator, Snoreen, um, was doing some work with a group called the Donut Cooperative, and Mm -hmm. um, so she was doing vegan donuts, and, you know, just trying to find a space and get funding and all that's so complicated. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I couldn't, the reason I live in a small town in Michigan is because this is where I'm from, and I couldn't start this if I wasn't here with my, I mean, my family helps me out so much. Mm-hmm. My mom works for me for free. Nice. And, yeah. <laughs> Can't beat that. You know, and I you just the connections and stuff you have when you're in your own community, you know, yeah. if it wasn't for my family helping, and, you know, my parents helped, did help me get some funding and stuff put together and all that, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So I guess the the reason why we wanted to do um, a live um, guest with our product review, because our product review is your amazing food, <laughs> is that if you are like me and you show up to things with frosting sandwiches <laughs> and you show up to like Worldwide Vegan Bake Sale with frosting sandwiches, um, <laughs> if you wanted to show up at an event with something good mm-hmm. and vegan, mm-hmm. you could... You could order them from catshotcakes.com and show up with something actually delicious if you wanted to, if you're worried about impressing people, not other vegans, because other vegans know that, you know, some stuff is good and some stuff isn't. But if you, if you need to impress people through, if you're doing food activism Mm -hmm. and you're not confident in what you're making yourself, (laughs) then there are certainly places out there where you can get products that is amazing and fresh and delicious and healthier and cat hot cake cat's hot cakes is one of those places thanks 
And we do have recipes and tips too on our site for people that are trying to learn. Yeah, I saw that. Now, what you sent us, um, that packet that you sent, do you send Mm -hmm. that to everybody that orders from you? No, that's only, we give that out. I give that out when I teach like cooking classes and stuff. And, you know, when people ask me, uh, for recipes. I mean, the red sheet I sent you that had baking tips and stuff like that, I give that out all the time, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, the the actual whole thing with, like, all the recipes and stuff, that's something that I usually just give out at cooking classes. So, so. you're you're passing it forward. You're teaching people how to do it. Uh, I want people to learn. Right. I want, you know, I mean, you've, you've, if you're going to be healthier, you need to learn how to do it at home, too. I mean, obviously, I want people to buy stuff from me but mm-hmm. i think that you know sharing what i've learned over the years experimenting is is part of like you said passing it on i mean well not only that but it's i think for people that one of their challenges is cooking i personally don't care because i eat frosting sandwiches so <laughs> i'm not i'm not a health food vegan although i do hot yoga every day so at least i have that going on um, <laughs> she needs to detox stuff. all that frosting i need to detox all the frosting but um, just best girl but I, <laughs> I think that for people that um, cooking is a challenge and something that yeah. may stand in the way of them being vegan, that you're willing to share how to do these things, which I assume aren't that hard if you no. have any kitchen competency, which it's I don't. But um, if you, if you so, put your mind to it, Ryan, you could do this. Exactly. My mom always says, if you can read, you can cook. And I totally agree with her. Uh, I don't know. About that. You don't know me that well. Um, <laughs> but it's, it is great that you're willing to share that with people because it's, I mean, it's almost even not a, you know, worrying about competition. Like no. you're trying to spread the word about veganism. You want people to be able to do this. Yeah, They're I not going to be able to make it exactly like you do, but they'll still be able to make something that's delicious, healthier. Yeah. I mean, healthier just by way of it being vegan, but. Yeah, yeah. And that's what great. What I try and use the healthiest ingredients that I can. And I mean, honestly, demystifying the whole thing is a big is a mission for me because I I am not a formally trained cook. Everything I make is pretty easy and mm-hmm. stuff, or else I wouldn't do it. I don't have time, you know, so I want to share that with people. So, Kat, we, we had talked earlier about um, doing a promotion or something for our listeners. If people mm-hmm. wanted to try your stuff and they're not able to get to your location, if they want to do sure. something online, and you have agreed to generously give our listeners 10% off. Absolutely. Anything that they order. And your prices are great anyway, so that's awesome. But um, So if at checkout you enter the code MVR10, mm-hmm. then you'll get 10% off through April, which Correct. is perfect for you know getting something mm-hmm. <laughs> for the big sale. <laughs> if you want to lie and say that you... No, don't lie. you got to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> yeah, you have to do You can't do that. But Oh, by the little red bow that it came from me. But if you <laughs> yeah. if you show up with something from Kat and, you know, that's going to... People are going to want to buy that. <laughs> for sure. Because they're like, oh, this is from a professional bakery. Oh, that's exactly what I want to eat. So... So um, yeah, mid so MVR like Midwest Vegan Radio ten for ten percent off. Mm-hmm. All of April. April, come and get them. That's yep, awesome. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank no you. We Thanks wish for you... having me. And yeah. um, also, everybody out there, we have a Facebook page and Twitter. It's Cats Hot Cakes. They're both Cats Hot Cakes. So I always put up pictures of what we're doing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we will. It's Cat with a K. Cat with a K. Yes. Yep, and exactly. we will be. Um, We'll providing we'll be providing your Facebook and your website on our blog and also on Facebook. 
Awesome. So yep. we'll we'll get that out there to you, and we wish you so much success. Yeah, because your your food is amazing. So we hope that you are able to continue with that and spread the word, spread the vegan baked goods. You make the so. best pita chips ever. <laughs> I'll take that as a huge compliment. Yep, yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, Kat. Okay. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Bye-bye. girl. Bye. Bye. It's time for the green challenge. Green challenge. Green challenge. There's no gloves. There's no swords. No white suits. Uh-uh. It's just green challenge. You're just doing the earth a solid. So the green challenge. Yep. Since we're talking about uh, bake sales and raising money for good causes, I figured I'd talk about charity a little bit and how oftentimes there, you know, a lot of people are familiar with those rubber wristband things for charities and, you know, live strong and what, you know, cancer and CBS. Yeah. People have all these, those little rubber wristband thingies and my green challenge is don't bother with those because they're not environmentally friendly. And if you're going to pay a dollar or whatever for one of those things, I mean, you can raise awareness in other ways, I suppose, rather than buying cheap disposable crap. Well, that, <laughs> that in my opinion, extends kind of to those magnetic car things. Like, okay, so you've got a magnetic thing on your car that says support the troops. Like, what... <laughs> I, I mean, guess there's there's a why don't you give why don't you take that money put together a care package or, you know there's better things well, that you can do with that money rather than buying something you could say that about bumper stickers too though well bumper stickers is gonna stay on your car though well I have, have de- I have a I have a decal on my car that is one of those ribbons that says until they all have a home that's on the window it's inside. But I don't know. I think that that might be in a little bit different realm. Be- I th- I think because that, but maybe not. Maybe I've just shot this green well, challenge maybe, to hell. I don't think you did. I think that my issue is with the supporter troops thing altogether, and not with the decals. Okay. My issue is like there. If you really want to support them, <laughs> there's better things you can do than buy a magnet to show your support well. of the troops. Yeah, I, I don't. That's a weird political. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Be, but I guess my point. Can we reiterate that we haven't recorded in over a month? <laughs> we're just rusty. We're we're a little rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in any event, I guess I would just forego the risk. I mean, sometimes they come. You know, like you could get them when you register for a race or whatever. I think just really thinking about okay, is the, what is the value of this thing? And what isn't? And is it just kind of something, I don't know, Some, I guess they're supposed to be like conversation starters or something about an issue, like those awareness razor things, but I just don't. I've never started a conversation with someone based on them wearing one of those. Yeah, I haven't either. If you have, write to us. Yeah. If, if you think those are valuable and not a, an entirely huge waste of plastic and resources to make them Rubber and, and then to end up in the environment. They come packaged in those little cellophane things and yeah. they're shipped across the world. And I don't know. I mean, it just, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of those. There are better ways to support charities. There are better ways to raise awareness. Get yeah. a tattoo. Get a tattoo. 
<laughs> then you're really serious. <laughs> and make sure your tattoo is vegan ink. <laughs> yeah. All's I'm saying. Oh, gosh. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! I'd like to shout out to Chicken Run Rescue for um, letting me do a tour today, and I will be volunteering with you in the future. You guys are an awesome organization located in North Minneapolis. You guys are fantastic. And I'd also like to shout out to my brother and my my boyfriend. Uh, my boyfriend went vegan for two weeks for me, and he's fantastic, and he actually helped deliver roosters today, and so did my brother. And so a shout out to them as well, and I love you guys. Neat. Yep. Um, cool. Um, so we've got a shout-out from Kara. and Kara is from Richmond, Virginia. Right. Um, and she says um, that she went straight omnivore to vegan overnight a couple weeks ago after crying through Earthlings, which, by <laughs> the way, she'd never before heard of and only found out because her younger cousin asked if she could share it with her, concerned that if she shared it with anyone else, they would give her a hard time for being extremely saddened by it. So that's awesome. Show of hands, who didn't cry through Earthlings? Yeah, really. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I cried through the trailer and then didn't make it to the movie, so. Um, yeah, I and also that's that's awesome that your cousin could trust you and that you're a person who she Yeah, intuitively... I want to say, like, we need to give her mad props for being willing to do that and respecting her cousin enough to watch that. Yeah. Well, Kara found Midwest Vegan Radio the first day of her being vegan, and um, she says that since then it's helped her tell her omnivore boyfriend um, that she lives with uh, talk about her choice to him and co-workers and um, especially during an all-day food-filled conference. Oy. Um, I guess we got her hooked on Dea, so she's an addict I'm not now. taking responsibility for that. <laughs> and um, constant, and we constantly reinforce um, her feelings towards animal cruelty and helping her know that she's 100% doing the right thing and that this choice will rest last the rest of her life. Yay. And she says, um, the change in diet has been all too easy. This coming from a girl who grew up on traditional Southern comfort food. Southern comfort? She grew up on booze? Southern comfort food. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm discovering spices and veggies that I love and can't believe I've not tried until now. I feel as though my diet was more limited before going vegan than it is now. I had the exact same experience. I know. I love your quote about, um, I've used this in tabling, but I love your quote about, I feel like when I went vegan, a door... A window closed? Yeah. Well, you've said a door closed yeah. and then a garage door opened yeah. <laughs> for her with her food choices. I've, I've changed that now to a window closed in front of me and a garage door opened behind me. Yes. Because it's really like I didn't... I ate four things before I went vegan and now I eat just about everything and I only don't eat these few things. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, and then... But Kara's not done. No, she's not. Um, she Cara? says... Kara? 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 I don't know. You'll have to tell us how badly we pronounced your name if we did it wrong she says i felt alone and helpless after watching earthlings but thanks to you all i feel comfort that there are others in the world that are compassionate i feel like i'm hanging out with friends while listening to your podcast it's great i hope they continue oh they will yeah we hope so um and kara shouts out to her cousin Addie because she's the reason why she's vegan hey that rhymed kind of um and that's, yeah, happy two weeks of being vegan together, cuz, which is now probably more like eight. <laughs> yes. We got this email on March 1st. And so. it won't drop until a while from now. So, <laughs> yes, about eight. Yeah. Um, so, awesome. congratulations you so, to you. Yeah, and thank you so much for writing. That's awesome. And thank you for being willing to watch your cousin's video. And I'm sure as you're going through this process of becoming vegan now, 
you understand after other people's reactions what this probably meant to your cousin that you were willing to do this. Yeah. Because there's not a whole lot of people willing to watch Earthlings, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I am going to move on to um, the next one, which we get this amazing email from Brooke. I, I, do I want to try this last name? I'm not going to try. No, don't. Let's Brooke not do G. last names. Brooke G. from Australia. This is you're the first person that's written to us from Australia. So whoop, that's whoop. really awesome. A new continent. New continent. Let's do a cool sound effect there. <laughs> we'll have to throw something weird in. <laughs> um, so, Brooke, <laughs> Brooke says, Hi, Dallas, Ryan, Elliot, and Noreen. I subscribed to your podcast months ago, but hadn't gotten around to listening to them until this week. Slack, I know, but hey, I got there eventually. I pa- In the past three days, have listened to around a dozen episodes and think you guys are all amazing and feel so inspired to do better, be better, and live more authentically, upholding what I truly value. I'm going to interject. Um, she gets into, and I'm going to talk about this, um, the episode that we did with Dr. Kim Socha, um, Women, Destruction, the Avant-Garde, a Paradigm for Animal Liberation, which is Kim's new book, which was episode 27. And um, I've heard from a few people that sometimes they ignore certain topics. They don't listen to certain episodes because of what the the topic is, and they don't think that it's relevant to them. But really, you don't ever know what's going to be of value to you. And just because you think we're talking about one thing doesn't mean we don't cover something else. So it's definitely work, worth listening to all of them if you have the time because you don't you don't know what we're going to talk about just because the episode title says one thing. So at any rate, she says, I enjoyed each and every one of your episodes and chuckled at your cringing during the vegan pregnancy app. That would be Dallas. That's me. Uh, the episode that really made things click for me was episode 27 featuring Dr. Kim Socha. I've been called what I would call a wannabe vegan, or I have been what I would call a wannabe vegan for some time, having gone vegetarian on January 1st, 2011. For months, I've eaten mostly vegan if I prepared it myself. It was vegan, but if others cooked for me or if I was eating out, I would settle with a vegetarian option, really just to avoid making any fuss and keeping things easy for others. Listening to your talk with Dr. Kim from the podcast was just that profound that I found myself walking through the streets of Melbourne, nodding away to myself with my headphones on, wondering how I could share this information with those people I was walking past. I wish my iPod had a loudspeaker function so I could broadcast what you were discussing through the streets for all to hear. That's so awesome. Oh, poor people. (laughs) Subjected to us against their will. When I heard Dallas read the quote from the book, their bodies are desired, but their beings are ignored, I, like Ryan, gasped, and it was like a light bulb went on. Although, admittedly, so many light bulbs went on for me during that episode that I'm starting to worry about what my ne- my next electricity bill will be like. That's funny. That's cute. Uh, so I really want to thank you all for that episode in particular, because from this point forward, I will no longer be a wannabe vegan. I'm done. It's vegan all the way, baby. High five. We just high fived in your honor. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for doing what you do in the unique, inspiring way that you do it. Cheers, Brooke. That totally made my day. That made my day too. It was when awesome I, when I got that. So pretty cool. Yeah, pretty awesome. And Brooke goes on in a PS to talk about how vegan friendly Melbourne is. So that there are some places that aren't quite as great, but that um, that there are some pretty good, great places that support. Veganism. So, sounds kind of like Minneapolis. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you have any shout-outs? I have no shout-outs other than that. Well, let's see. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Oh, looks like I do. Um, our friend Peggy wants to shout-out to her awesome, beautiful sister and best friend, Angela Collins. We know them. We love them. They're a little vegan family. Uh, thank you for opening my eyes to the truth, Anna Banana. That's cute. Aw. I have one. And my shout-out would be to Patrice Jones. And I know I talk about this and have talked about Aftershock before, this book. But um, I'm part of a book group through the Animal Rights Coalition. And we just, I, re- I reread this book. And there was a part, a part in there that Patrice had written that has just really helped me out. I think I might have seen it in a new, you know, read it in a new way or something. But... She talks about um, hope and hope being something that you do, not something that you have. Hmm. And I think that that is so powerful because, you know, in terms of um, activism and uh, or I guess, you know, feeling helpless or alone or whatever it is that, you know, we can feel overwhelmed and, you know, kind of fall into despair sometimes about the shape of the world. Very much. Um, And really struggle with that and um but it's really easy to feel hopeless when you are sitting on the sidelines not participating and trying to make things better Mm -hmm. but when you get up and you start doing something to try to make the world better um then you get you, you know you generate things that give you some hope so like for example this podcast right Mm -hmm. you know i mean we we didn't, I guess it, this didn't really come out of a place of like, oh my God, the world sucks. Let's do a podcast. Cause <laughs> that wouldn't be fun. But, but I mean, clearly we wanted to, you know, we care about the plight of animals and we care about justice and, you know, fairness in the world. And so we thought, all right, well, a podcast, we could help. Maybe we could support other people who are interested in the same thing. And, um, well, for me, it was more narcissistic. I just wanted to hear myself on the air. Oh, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, that could be a part of it. I didn't. I never, though, anticipated the kind of response that we get. Yeah. I mean, now we're Germany. A couple people from France have written to us. Portugal. Not that there aren't more listeners, but that we are actually hearing from. Yeah. That we're reaching other countries. And when, you know, we titled this Midwest Vegan Radio thinking we're going to do a little podcast and maybe our friends will listen to it has been kind of mind blowing. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. And, you know, so I mean, even just that, like when we get an an email in the inbox that says, hey, you guys helped me go vegan or, Mm -hmm. you know, I found you and you helped me explain what's going, you know, what I think to these other people. It's like, this is really, really cool. Um, And, and, you know, today we got to hear about bake sales in Nigeria and Croatia. That's awesome. And um, we're not alone. So, yeah, we're totally not. And um you know, I, unless you get out there and you really start taking taking some action, whatever it is that's going to make, you know, that will address the problems that you're concerned about, that is when you get the opportunity to hear about and witness and experience things that will generate some hope for you. I want to say to, I guess I am going to shout out to um, all of my my vegan community, my tribe here in Minneapolis, because. I 
you know, Brooke's email couldn't have come at a better time for me. I was having, I was really, really struggling personally. I just watched the documentary If a Tree Falls, which is primarily about the ELF, the Earth Liberation Front, but obviously those actions are related to the Animal Liberation Front as well. And one of the things that I kind of took away from this that hit me so hard was it was they were following a guy who was going to be going to prison on trumped-up terrorism charges. And his reasoning for deciding whether or not you agree or disagree with some of these more direct action arson-type things, his reasoning for doing it is that, you know, they were doing these protests, and they were doing them and doing them and doing them, and nothing seemed to be changing. And so they thought, I've got to do something more drastic. And not that it didn't make an impact, but that things are still the way that they are. And I just felt so hopeless and feeling so despaired after watching this. My heart was completely broken and I cried all night and my husband's like, what What do you want me to do? And I don't think I even got out, formed a single sentence coherently. And then the next day at work, even I just couldn't stop. And, and if I was somebody who didn't have anybody in a place like France or in any, I mean, we've had people write to us from Louisiana or people all over the place say that we are the only vegans they know. And that I was able to pick from any number of vegan friends, but given the subject matter, I called Dallas and cried on the phone to her for 45 minutes that I had someone that I could reach out to is we're so lucky. We're so lucky. Yeah. And we, you know, if you, our radio friends are going through that, we're here and I will gladly give you my phone number and you can call me and cry on the phone (laughs) to me for 45 minutes if you want. She means it. Yeah. She means it. I really, really do. (laughs) I, I have given several people that have written in my personal email address and phone number. We're here. This is we're doing this to help people. Yeah. That's that's why we're doing it. Yeah, trying to be accessible. Like that's what I liked about the podcast thing too, is that we could record this and then it can be on on demand. Anybody can get this stuff anytime they need it and they can re listen to it anytime they need it, which I think is really cool. Because if you are you know, if it's three AM and you don't Yeah. <laughs> and you just need to know that there are other people who, you know, I don't know, agree with you or support you or something, then you can have that. So I want to make one final shout out to Dallas's foot, to Dallas's right foot, which is really cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank is that you. I don't I Look don't know. Look at how cute her foot is. There's some I don't, those those nails need to be repolished. It's cute because you can stretch your toes out in a way that I cannot do. Yeah. I can't do that. Wow. And so <laughs> <laughs> Look at how weird that is. But I know that I'm the weird one because I can't do that. I don't know. Do we need a little like cell phone cell phone video to put on the webpage? Maybe. Or on the Facebook page? There are Dallas's foot, toes wiggling. Your foot looks like <laughs> looks like some... I think... Rah. Rah. <laughs> Although I'm the only one in this room who hasn't been drinking. Right. So. <laughs> you are abusing this. No, <laughs> no I, I have a funny thing about cute feet. I'm just so amused by them you know i've been getting some teasing lately because like my my friend sarah jane seems to think that i might have a like fetish about dog feet you but do I, I don't well, it's, it's not, not like a sexual it's fetish not, but i just i really love my little dog's feet i love i love, I love kitty i like kitty paws 
a I lot. I think that puppy butts, having a liking for puppy butts is probably worse. So. <laughs> probably <laughs> worse. <laughs> Snoring likes puppy, puppy butts. I like puppy butts. <laughs> no, I don't I, know. The, we, I just, nothing, I, I kiss my beagle's feet and I smell his feet. They smell like Fritos. You've mentioned that before. That's <laughs> weird. I wonder if your feet smell like Fritos. They, I don't think we should experiment with that. After a while, Bella smells like something. I don't know if it's Fritos, but it's, you know, it's a puppy smell. Yeah. How do you get your feet to stretch like that? I don't I don't think our listeners care about that, <laughs> really, at all. But Elliot, do you think they care? I think dogs' feet smell good. Yeah. All right. Oh, you agree with me? Yeah. You're not alone, good. Dallas. All right, good. Dallas's puppy foot fetish is <laughs> not... That's good. Not only her, but it's especially my beagles. It's not so much my little guy. It's like, I don't know what it is, but. Okay, this is going to a really weird place. It always does. It does towards the end. We get a little weird at the end of our episodes, don't we? We don't know what to say. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up. (laughs) All right. But um, cool. So we will see you next time. Well, we'll talk to you next time. We'll imagine you. We'll imagine you guys listening to us and in the driveway. there's nothing you can do to stop it. We'll imagine you in the driveway at 2 a.m. wondering when the episode is ever going to freaking finish. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.